generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Favored. I feel like we are very favored people. Yes. I took one of my friends to our new property and um, they said to me, Ha, Pastor Dami, this thing that you are doing, ha, special grace, oh, special grace, this is not a determination. Church is not even three years yet. Say so we couldn't try this in our first five years. And so when I think about our journey, our journey, and our journey, I know that there's a lot of favor. I know there's a lot of favor. And the reason I know there's a lot of favor is not just that, you know, many times people just think about favor finances, not just finances. So you can have money. There are ministries that have money and want to tie the road in front of their property and the government says no. They have the money. We don't even have the money yet, but they tied it for us. I just if we had missed seeing that place by one day someone else would have paid for it so there's so much favor this space we're in some of you know the story I negotiated front back left and center they said no you a church can never meet here so go and meet in the cinema screens I said this is the picture of what we saw why do you know why I said because people are ministering spontaneous worship and the spirit people want to lie down you're meeting the cinema screen there's can you yeah. there to obstruct the flow of the spirit you want to kneel down you stand up so i said i need a place where the space so that when some of you will like you do you can just you know the, no way <laughs> we know you're willing you lie down place is dry you come out there's a patch of tears and sweat and and somehow they just agreed and i'm thinking about favor some of you might not know that mix i are using right there someone i had not spoken to in about two years from London, and so I, I see that you're doing your stand ministry. I have some sound copy, I remember those initial speakers, and that amp and that mixer was given to us. There's so many testimonies, so many things, not just material things, but speak about the growth in your lives. As I like word of knowledge in Kings is like water, like people just prophecy, people just know something happened recently Lulu Lulu had had a dream where he saw something I can't remember the person or maybe I don't want to mention the name of the person um, had a dream about that thing and called the person and prayed with the person and the thing still happened but because prayer had gone ahead of it, it people tell me about Uche sending them messages okay Kenneth prays with so many people Kenneth that was crying to me on social media when I say crying like she was in a desperate situation and I could have just said, oh, one of those random social media people. And some of you come from Ogun State to come and hear what? When all the preachers in the world are online, why are you coming here? There's a favor upon this house that is just on, on, what's the word? On what? Undeniable, inexplicable unexplainable and I, I know that we're in a place where there's about to be an explosion I know that and we're just a grateful people I'm speaking I'm teaching on a new heart today next next uh, week is a grateful heart praise and prophecy service at the new space at our new location father we are grateful people if you've done this much in two years and five months we're excited about the next five years next seven years next ten years i was praying some weeks ago and and this just flashed in my spirit there's gonna be a time return on cnn in a space of about six hours, you're going to see four, five, six people from Kings. Just different parts of the earth doing. They're going to be playing somebody's music video, interviewing somebody. Somebody might be the newscaster. And, and it might not be us, it might be our disciples. 
reason it might not be us is not because we're not the newsworthy, but because we own the news stations. And I'm not saying these things to excite. I mean, it's exciting, really. But there are things that God has shown us in the place of prayer. And we're just privileged to be custodians of this assignment. Thank you very much, Rima. I love you. I celebrate you. Can you celebrate my life? Some of you, some of you still come from the island. Jade comes from Aja, right? Sunday comes from the island. Jerry Peter, Jade, a couple of people. Who used to come from Ibado until the Lord gave you a job? We prayed, yeah. Damn I used to come from um, from Ibado as well. And then I said, but he used to come from Ibado. So some of you think it's just Larry. It's not just Larry that used to come from Ibado. But I discovered everybody that came from Ibado, God has rewarded them with something or someone in Lagos. In some cases, something, someone, and another one. But he got a job with, with Stanbic. Very good job. Now let me tell you. Let me come, 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 come. Let me share his testimony with you. He said, he said, Pastor, I want to be close to you. How did we connect? Instagram. He said, Why I don't joke with Instagram? We connected on Instagram how many years ago? Two years ago. So guys on Instagram, you know, liking, following, and then kings, and then you start coming. How easy was it coming to Lagos from Ibadan? Stressful. You will come for the service, not like family, boys in Ghana come and go back what am I preaching well I'm preaching the word preaching <laughs> and then I say you know I want to be close and so we just agreed and prayed that, did I prophesy at a, at a meeting or just no you just told me that I was going to get a job in Lagos that would make me stay you just, Pastor Dami just told me that I was going to get a job in Lagos that would make me stay since I want to be in Lagos and I don't know how many weeks or months God it was actually the next day Wow. Wow. So the next day he gets a job. He's on what do you call the thing? Probation? Is it probation? Yes, they kept me on probation for six months. Six months. And when it's about to be confirmed. And when it's about to be confirmed. Normally I, I told them I wanted to come to Lagos. I got the job and I was excited about it. But started taking my Saturdays and Sundays since it was the headquarters. So after then, that was just like last week, they asked that, okay. Now that you've been confirmed, you can go. Any other question? I said, sorry, please, can I get my Saturday and Sunday back? And they said, okay, just go. Let's celebrate God! Give, give, give. Uh, be there. Come share two or three testimonies. This man has changed jobs. And I want, I'm, the reason I'm showcasing this is, you know, many of you don't share testimony. God has been faithful to us. This man had been trusting the Lord for a job for how long? For, for six months. Six months. Now, this is not trusting the Lord. Seven, seven months. This is not seven months and praying. This is active. How many CVs did you drop and print? I, I must have submitted over 60 CVs. 60 CVs. Somehow, he just feel, he, he comes to me and says, Pastor, I feel like God wants me to serve you directly. Is, is that what happened? So I, I think it was in my quiet time, God told me to go serve Pastor Dami directly as an officer. And so I shared with him and it took a while, but all of a sudden one service, he just called me and said, I don't want you to start back again. I want you to sit behind me. And that's how I began. He took me out for ministrations. And from then till now, I've changed the job three times. Three times. I wish I could go through all the story, but let me tell how the first job came. We were on a, a Lucky Garden of Kings, uh, Lucky Connect, and prophetic was on. I said someone was going to get a job in 30 days. His first job offer. Now, can I just share part of your testimony for you? Not trying to embarrass you, but the Lord has moved you beyond there. So I run a personal and professional development school called Dream Academy, and he didn't have the funds for it. I said money cannot stop you from this thing. 
I didn't realize I, I wasn't doing the calculation. I just released what well, within 30 days, someone's gonna get a job. That happened to him. who'd been looking for a job, happened to be him. The last day of Dream Academy that he did not pay, he had not paid for because he didn't have the cash for it. The last day, last day of fourth day, last day of Dream Academy, he got the first call for a job. Was it the next day that was the 30th day or two days after? That day was the 30th day. He's working on his third job now. And it's not, the reason his change job is not like they fired him. It's, ah, this guy cannot hold the job. No. Glory to glory. Getting better. Moving him closer to the center. Are you understanding this? He says, they that are planted in the house of our God shall flourish in the courts. The distribution chain for God's glory and anointing is he saves you personally, plants you in a family. And from the family, you find your roots in that place. Your branches have no choice but to spread. Have no choice. Faithfulness. When your roots are firmly fixed in the place where God has called you to. You will have, if you're a tree, you will have branches. Yeah. Yeah. Are you following this now? There are not too many people. There are not too many people that do two music videos in five months. Not even core artists. Not too many. In fact, there are not too many people that do two videos all their lives. I'm not trying to be bad. As you do your stats. So there is a grace. And there is an anointing. And there is a house. There is a house. So stay connected. Let's celebrate God. Stay connected. You may be seated. Ezekiel to the six, real quick. Ezekiel to the six from verse 24. Let's read from verse 24 to verse 30 together at the count of three to one. We read, For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit capital within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them then you shall dwell in the land that i gave to your fathers you shall be my people and i will be your god i will deliver you from all your uncleanness i will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you and I will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine. This is the promise of redemption. It's like a full spread of redemption from initiation to consummation. Talking about the heart. So it starts with the heart. And then what happens talks about the culture, the lifestyle, the attitudes. And then what happens, it talks about dominion or establishment. And after that, fruitfulness and prosperity is the whole spectrum the reason it's important for me to mention is that some people they are so stuck on prosperity prosperity fruitfulness land and all of that that's the latter the outermost circle and they are so stuck on that they no longer talk about regeneration redemption renewal and all of that that, that the lord promises to do internally on the contrary there are also those who are so obsessed with regeneration redemption sanctification and all of those things that are uh, in from verse 24 to 26 but the same god that promised a new heart did he promise fruitfulness or not shout aloud did he promise fruitfulness or not did he promise fields or not what are fields property what's that domain spaces so it's the same promise but they are different levels right so you know you have skin that you can see called the epidermis you also know you have skin that your physical eyes cannot see called the what dermis now if somebody says do you know that dermis is skin and said no dermis is not skin it's only epidermis that is skin 
you are only saying a half truth which makes you as erroneous as the person that says oh no epidemics is skin but demis is not skin both of them are part of god's promises fruitfulness is as part of god's promises as sanctification is are you, are you following this now regeneration as good a promise as uh influence is but there is an order or there is a sequence now in this text i wanted to see certain distinctions in verse 26 it says something look at verse 26 it says our verse 26 it says i will sprinkle water on you I, i will give you a new heart and put a new what a new heart and a new capital or small small spirit in verse 26 verse 27 what does it say i will put my spirit so the spirit in verse 26 is not the holy spirit it's a new culture or a new orientation or a new system of operation so you can say like the heart right the heart is like the cpu a new central pressing unit is the new heart but the spirit is a new software or operating system which means that the believer was not designed to function like an unbeliever in other words to function like an unbeliever even if you are successful at that is dysfunction so functioning successfully in the earth like an unbeliever thinking like an unbeliever flowing like an unbeliever and still having results is still a dysfunction because God says, I'll give you a new heart, but also a new spirit. In other words, an unbeliever can look at, at prosperity and say, I'm prosperous, I have done well. The believer looks at prosperity and prosperous, God has done me well. Because a different spirit. And so for us, it's not a function of achievement, as it is a function of divine fulfillment. Are you, are you following this now? So the unbeliever, he looks at the band and the storehouse and goes, oh my God, I will now tear down. Remember Luke chapter 12, the rich fool. I will tear down my bands. I will tear down this. I will build this. And I will say to my soul, enjoy pleasure. He says, today, thou fool, your soul will be required of you. Oh my God, tears and tears. Required of you. Like this makeup has become transformed, man. Transformed, right? Tears and tears. <laughs> Not tears and tears. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right? right? So, your soul will be, not your soul, your soul will be required of you tonight. Right? Now, the, the believer, he says, Oh my God, my increase, the increase of my fields, but God is the one who promises the increase of the fields. So, I don't divert the glory to myself, I divert the glory to God. Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world and says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to who? Your father who's in heaven. Why does God have to give us a new heart? I took out time in the first service. I was really, really intentional on the liberty. You can listen to that. I can go through all of that. But the summary is this, your human heart is degenerate. Degeneration happens. There are two forces that operate in the earth. The law of degeneration and the law of regeneration. What is common to both of them is the word generate. Generation. Now, a generation is something that is generated by a gene. So the heart of generate or regeneration is gene. Somebody say gene. And gene is seed. Seed is gene. Like the seed of a person carries the genes of that person. Not Levi Strauss's genes. But the genes of the person. The composition of their attributes, attitudes, DNA, and all of that. Bimbo, it's good to see you after two years. How are you doing? Welcome back. Right? The genes of the person. Now, when you are born again, what happens is that the Lord literally changes your genes. Are we still together now? Um, let's have some biblical references for it. Can we go to the book of uh, Romans chapter 2 and see whether we can examine reprobate mind? Can you also go, someone else go to the book of, I believe it's 2 Peter chapter 1, was talking about being born of incorruptible seed. Can you find that for me real quick? I believe that's 2 Peter 1, 19, there about. Um, but someone that finds Romans chapter 2, verse 1, begins to say, Thou art inexcusable, O man, and all of that. And that God gave them over to a reprobate mind or what you might call a degenerate mind. A new heart is... Second Peter. Pardon? Okay. Uh, no, not this one. I didn't give you... This one is a different one. I didn't give you that one. 
Let me take it from verse. Okay, I'll come to First Peter 1, 23 later. I want to read something about the, the degenerate. Okay, it's Romans chapter 1 from verse 18. Keep this for me. We'll come back to it. Romans chapter 1 verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. Okay. Now, in other words, it's saying that when people obey or rather disobey the laws of God, it is not entirely out of ignorance. Many times it's out of rebellion. Why? Because God, enough of God, watch this, enough of God is seen in the light of nature. That if you look at nature, there's enough in nature that attests to the authenticity of a true creator. intelligent design as they might call it have you looked at the stars before and you were in awe you guys have not looked at the stars before not seen the stars okay have you been to the beach before and you saw the water respond on time so I can fulfill my promise of <laughs> no come on let's talk have you looked at a vast body of water? Okay, have you traveled by air before? You saw the fluffy clouds. Yeah. That's what is saying that there's enough revelation or enough evidence of a spiritual authority in nature for man to move towards the light or respond when the gospel is preached. There's enough. That's what it's saying here. It's that because, verse 19, what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. Verse 20 explains what I just thought. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are what? So when I see a mountain, it shows me there's a creator that is majestic and magnificent. When I see the eagle spread its wings, it tells me that there is a God whose influence is so glorious and magnificent that the way the eagle glides, I can move through the storms of life because I'm not relying on myself. When I see the water, there is refreshing. That's why all through the Bible, God uses nature to describe himself. The spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. On the day of Pentecost, what happened? Wind. Mighty Russian wind, like cloven tongues of fire. That's natural symbolism. Come on. The, the, uh, it says the wind rushes where it, where it will. John 3, 8. No one knows where it's coming from. Nobody knows where it's going to. So it's everyone is born of the spirit of God. We see the symbolism. saying in nature. We can see the attributes of God. Is that being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power. And God had so that. No, don't, don't take me away. So that what? It says... So that everyone is without excuse. So it'd be like, people would be like, oh, you know what? But some people will not hear the gospel. They will see the evidence of God in creation. Yes, sir. Are you following this? Yes, sir. So many believers will say, ah, how about those who didn't hear the gospel? They go to hell. You Have you finished preaching to everybody that can hear the gospel through you? Before you start bothering about, about those people. Right? He says so that they are without excuse. Give me the next verse real quick. I can read it from my Bible, but I like to read it from here. So everybody's without excuse. Are you understand? I can even quote many of them. But read it. So that you are without. Is that because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as? In other words, the unbelievers. They know God. They have a light of God consciousness. That's why they were singing a song with bomb shaking, twerking, all that. On one track and the next track is Baba God. Are you following this now? I'm not saying they have an intimate experience with him. But there's an acknowledgement. There's a stamp of a God existence in every human being, including fallen man. He says that because they knew him, but they did not glorify him. You see, that's the thing. What it also means is that the believer with a new heart who knows God but does not glorify God is like an unbeliever in the earth. Because the difference is who gets the glory. That's the difference. 
It's not, did you build a bigger house, a faster car, marry a finer wife? It's who gets the glory. When it says, let your light so shine before God that they may see your good works and give glory to you. So give glory to who? Oh, come on, respond louder than that. Sister, I didn't hear you say nothing. Can you shout at the Father? More like it. It said, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Keep going, verse 22. Professing to be wise, what happened? This is the woke movement. Woke. Woke. Say, well, woke. Woke but spiritually broke. Woke but sniffing spiritual coke. They became fools even though they professed to be wise. Verse 23, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. So he's speaking literally about how they began to mold things and worship those things. Birds, animals, cattle, they began to worship those things. But today, we still change, many people still change the image of God into an image, but not a physical image. What it means is people are now more conscious about their image in society than the image of God in their lives. They're now a lot more conscious about how do I look? 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 Image. Next verse. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of the air. This is where I'm coming. God said, okay, you don't want my influence in your life, right? You don't want my spirit to govern your de decisions, your reactions, your responses. Now go run your life yourself. So a life that is run by itself would destroy itself because the only language a heart without God knows is the language, watch this, of consumption. And because it's the language of consumption, after that degenerated heart has consumed everything around it, it will consume itself. This is the future of humanity, unsaved humanity. Man will destroy himself because he only understands one language. Eat, 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 eat. Chop, 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 chop. That chop is feed the appetite. When the appetite can no longer be satisfied with things on the outside, it will start consuming itself. Look at somebody say, you need a new heart. What happened when they had the lust of their hearts? What's the next thing? They dishonored their bodies among themselves. What does that tell me? When my heart is twisted, my body will be dishonored. Whenever my heart is filled with lust, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life, I will dishonor my body. I will put in my body things it does not need. Omigota. Studying arts, but a science student. Some of you are looking also intensely. Dishonor their bodies among themselves. Next verse 25. Who exchanged, what did they exchange? The truth of God for the Notice it doesn't say a lie, he says the lie. So there is an operating system called the lie. And the lie is that anything that God is saying, do the opposite. That's the lie. It's not lies. Lies are children of the lie. Just like sins are products of sin. You see the now. So they exchange the truth of God for the lie. How do you know it's an exchange? Watch this now. Watch this. Debbie, could you come? Olusha, come real quick. If I'm facing this direction, you're behind me. No, you're not the devil, but get behind me. No, no. I'm just joking. You're facing this direction. I'm looking at you. I haven't changed my position. This is the truth rather this is the truth 
Don't, you like, okay. <laughs> this is the truth and this is the lie. I must face something. I must believe something. I must accept something. I must receive something. Are you with me? When I exchange God's truth, because, see, truth confronts. In fact, the truth is, the truth about the truth is that you can never really flow with the truth until it's confronted you. Confrontation is a way in which the purging power of the truth is unleashed. That's why it's difficult for you to live above a scene that you've not confronted. That biting edge, that intense clash between your will and the will of the Father is the cutting edge of the truth. But if I can handle it, if, if I react and respond, say, I don't like that church. They always preach about the eternal realities. Talk to me about my fleshly material needs now. <laughs> like I said, you got to preach all of them. Okay? You preach everything, the whole counsel of God's word. Acts 20, 28. I did not withhold anything from you that could benefit you. In other words, if I'm preaching only one aspect of the truth, and I'm withholding other things in the name of, I need to preach this one because I'm good at this one, I'm defrauding you. So what people do is they can't stand the truth. So you know what happens? They exchange it. Say, let's have our own definition for marriage. It's no longer between man and wife. No, exchange Initially, I'm like, ah, but this does not look like BU. That's the first thing. The lie doesn't look like the truth initially. But if I see long enough, that one has black. This one too has black. This one has lines. Eh, line too, and then now. She can be a man. After all, she is woo man. So woo man. The first day you saw a homosexual couple in a sitcom, it shocked you. Yeah. Now it may shock you if you don't see one. You're used to it now. Because they've exchanged the truth for a lie. So you see, the opposite of the truth is not no truth. It is the lie. Because there's a longing and a craving in me that must anchor its definition on something. So he said they exchanged that and worshipped and served the creature. So instead of standing for God's definition of marriage, let's just agree with them. After all, it's just a sin of the flesh. It's flesh sin. Flesh burns in fire too. And worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26, what does it say? For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Do you know what that means? Some of y'all know what that means. They were using... <laughs> you, you get it. <laughs> unnatural things. Those who were in premarital class on Wednesday, you remember Suzanne? Against nature. Next verse. Next verse. Likewise, also the man, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their loss as a man to man. And so, what was supposed to be an exit? Sorry, please be seated. Please be seated. What was supposed to be an exit became an entrance. He says that thing that people are calling genetic predisposition is spiritual degeneration. That's what he's saying. In the beginning, it was not so. If God knew that there was going to be approval or accommodation for man-to-man exchange, he would have made Adam, Eve, Steve, Stephanos, <laughs> Staphylococcus, so that you can choose. And if God had the approval of Stanford, what they call an open marriage. 
He would have made Eve, Evelyn, Evelina, Evelet. So that Adam would say, Ah, mini, mini, mani, mo. Father had a. No, it's one man to one woman because marriage is first of all a reiteration of the relation between Christ and the church. Christ does not have another church on Mars or Pluto or Jupiter. It's only one church, but by his blood redeemed. Just the same way God has the Son, there is no Jesus the first and Jesus sinner. And it's one, 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 one. It's not Kolo Ayo. Kolom, 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 Kolom. Spreading your seeds. Bantumi. So you all know that. Burn in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of what? Which was due. This is the construct of the fallen heart. The fallen heart has no good it only lost and lost burns and whatever burns consumes that's why there's no future in drinking that's why there's no sustainable future in corruption check out the word corruption by itself means that somebody will be corrupted to death see corruption and so God says I'm going to give you a new heart in Ezekiel 26 and I give you a list 36 rather and I gave a list in the first service. I think I have 10 minutes. I can't say my time anymore. I did my timer, folks. God promised to keep. When God says, I'll give you a new heart, let me tell you what he's saying. Number one, he's saying, I'm giving you a new set of feelings. Take this down. New sets of feelings and emotions. A new set. In other words, you can be a true believer living out of the reality of your regenerated heart and be sad more than you're happy. That's the old heart. The spirit of God produces joy. He says this now, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, righteousness is a gift. You already have it. Peace has doses and grades. That's why it says the God of all peace. That means there's something called some peace. Grace and peace multiplied. It's a quantity can be multiplied. Are you following this now? Joy also, because there's joy, then there's joy unspeakable and full of glory. So righteousness God has given to you, but the level of peace and joy you experience is connected to revelation and obedience. So you're not getting that. That's why I said all his ways are pleasantness and his paths are peace. When you take the path that God is on, there is peace in your life. <laughs> when you take other paths in Nigeria, there's another kind. Feelings and emotions. Mark chapter 7, 14 to 22. Mark 7, 14 to 22. I can't read the whole thing, but let me go towards the end. He says, do, not, do you not perceive what, that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. In other words, Jesus is saying that what contaminates a person is not physical food or what comes into him. He says, however, what comes out of a man, that defiles a man. He says, for from within, out of the heart of men, what happens there? Proceeds what? Evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders. Check out what it says now. Murders has different degree. Some people kill with a knife, others kill with their words. It's not always the person who pulls the trigger that kills the life. It's the person that gives the authorization here. Are you following this? Where does it come from? The heart. Out of the heart. That's where it comes from. Can we look at the book of John chapter 14 verse 1? I need to run. Somebody say I have a new heart. Look at what it says in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. What should you do instead? You believe in? Believe also in? So where does trouble start? In the heart. 
Now, I, I can't control it. I can't control it. He can't control it. Jesus, your love is so, it's so amazing. That's Jesus' love. Not depression. Because the word let. <laughs> Jesus, your love is he says, let not your heart be troubled. In other words, trouble can come around you. But you can rise with your new heart and say this far and no further. Oh, who am I speaking to? The news can be bad. But you have the good news on the inside of you. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you know why he says, let not your heart be troubled? Because your heart is the womb of your spirit. When there is trouble in your heart, there is not much God can do with your life. There can be trouble around you. In fact, it says, in this world, you will have many troubles and many tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Is there anybody who's excited about the overcoming power of their new heart? Somebody give God praise. Number two, it gives me a different set of desires, motivations, and passions. Same scripture can apply to that desires, motivations and passions. It will really help you to know that if you're born again, receive the life of Jesus, when you see somebody that you like, that you appreciate, that you admire male figure, six pack, two pack, one bag, you like that? Some people like the one bag. Let me just be rubbing, rubbing it. One bag, I don't need no pillows in my house. I put my head on his belly. That's the one bag. You like it, whatever. And you start drooling and misbehaving. In other words, when you cross the line from appreciation and admiration to lust and infatuation, know that that is not your new heart. You're operating in falling heart mode. Are you understanding that? So you switch mode. Come on now. How many of you know that if you're on airplane mode, you can't make many calls? <laughs> you can't make any on airplay mode that means that this device that God has given you that is new you can switch modes new heart mode you know one of the easiest new heart modes in this world you're looking at that lady your body's beginning to feel very funny and you know rising up in anti-worship and all of the kind of stuff the, the, the killer mode is this it says treat every lady as your sister just switch that to sister mode now be thinking to yourself, can I do this to my sister? Will I look? Some people are like, ah, that will not work. Oh, okay, mother. Oh, some people are laughing, others are not. If you're not laughing, I'll think you're guilty. <laughs> a new set of motivations. I'm not trying to make it so that they will say I'm not a fool. I've already made it, so I'm manifesting the making. A new set of passions. I desire God's presence. Don't say me, I don't know, I don't like God. Train your palates to love him. Train it. How do you train your palate? Expose yourself to spiritual intense, spiritually intense atmospheres and encounters and experience. Come earlier for service. How will you love it when? 1027. Uh -huh. You can't love it. You got to run. Run. Let them say what's doing you. Say, I know what's doing me. Passions. Number three. Thoughts, imaginations, motives, and intentions. Matthew chapter 9, 3 to 4. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your heart? So evil can dwell in the heart. Hebrews 4 verse 12, for the word of God is living and, and powerful and sharp and any double-edged sword, piercing even to divine asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Now, this is why I like Hebrews 4 verse 12. He says, is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents. How many of you know there's a difference between thoughts and intents? I can think of how to look beautiful, but my intent is to show everybody that they are not fine enough. So I'm thinking my thoughts are good, but my intentions are bad. This is how come when you are saved, even God's word still needs to inspect your heart. 
Why do I want kings to grow to 500 people in the next few months? Why? Because I want that to happen. Why? The question is why? Come and check my heart. My desires, I know that there's a lot of work that needs to be done in the earth. My heart is broken every day and I know people need to be trained. That's my why. That's what I've asked myself. Is that your why? Okay, you want this ministry to go, grow to one million influencers. Why? You must question your goals. So that book must come out. Why? The album. Why? Why, why are you doing music video? Why? You must ask yourself. Don't think that you are on track. Because you can have good thoughts but bad intentions. That's why he said the word of God, what does he do? It pierces to the division of what? Soul and spirit. Why has a God divided? Because sometimes the soul can look spiritual. A person can be ministering with a soulish power and you call it the anointing. Oh, you're not getting that. It is the word of God that divides that thing. And so in the new heart, you're given that new heart. When you find a contrary thought to the word of God, what's happening is you must put it to the test. What is the tester? The word of God. Written word. Not feeling word. Some of you, you received a verbal prophecy, but you misunderstood it. Or you put a timestamp on it that God didn't put there. The soul latched onto a spiritual matter and made it inferior. They say you're going to be the greatest evangelist that rise out of Africa next week. You had went to go and start printing fly, put all of that thing because you did not divide between. Did you ask him what kind of evangelist? Am I working with Equa? Am I working with Apostolic Faith? Am I starting a mission? Will I start with intercession? Are you getting this now? You marry an Igbo man. The first Igbo customer you had. Hmm. No, man. <laughs> it's their position. He said it's going to divide between soul and spirit. And I love that. He said he's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents. He said it also divides between joints and marrow. Let me give you one more. That's it. If you're not blessed, let this one bless you. I've tried. <laughs> Number four. Reasoning and perception. My wife and I labor every day in conversation and prayer over the perverted reasoning of professing believers. A lot of people don't realize that there is a way a believer was saved to live. God, Jesus Christ did not save you to keep living like you were living before he saved you. Otherwise, what did he save you from? Back then, there was a clear distinction between a believer and unbeliever. It wasn't just that the believers used to wear French conductor suit <laughs> and bell bottoms and stuff. Not just that as a conservative dressing. That's the people here. They need sprinkling. Right? Not just that. You know, believers back then, tight scarf, no earring, sign of the devil, just throw it into the fire, golden calf. But the believer's character was different. Believers were the best people to do business with. Now, they will give you one billion excuses. Back then, part of it was they were truly good people. They were not trying to be good. They understood that this heart was a new heart. That means to deny myself is to deny the impulses of my degenerated heart. Which I don't have any longer, but it has imprint in my psyche because I lived with it for so long, I think that's me. Have you ever worn filler before on your head? Tight filler. You had impartation on your head. Then when you removed it, you still felt as though. That's what's happening. God has removed that tight filler called the old heart. But there's a band. It has marked your head. Thine head. Alright, let's thank God for a word. Wow, you think I'm joking? Close! You think last Sunday will meet me? Let's, let's glorify God. 
Let's glorify God for a new heart. <laughs> Let's glorify God for a new heart. Let's glorify God for a new heart. We'll continue next week. We'll interrupt this uh, thread of teaching. When I say interrupt, I'm going to continue the, the week after that. I'll talk about justification and uh, righteousness. Implantation of that heart. What does it mean? Justification, justification, righteousness. But next week we'll talk about a grateful heart. A grateful heart is the spiritual response to the surgery. Let me give you an example. If somebody has a medical condition and the, the surgeon does a heart transplant, what's the attitude of the recipient of the heart? Gratitude. He's thanking everybody. Doctor, thank you. Nurse, thank you. That's why the believer is supposed to naturally spring from gratitude. So we'll deal with that next week. And I'll teach briefly, but we're going to dance next week. We're going to shout next week. We're going to prophesy next week. We're just going to just have an amazing time. Don't forget, please don't come here. Meet at other place. In 30 seconds, raise your hands and raise your voices. And say, God, I thank you because I am not a host to a degenerate heart. Degenerated heart. I am a host to a new heart. A new heart. A new heart. A new heart. 20 more seconds, people. Raise Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. You may be seated. Put your hands together and glorify God for a new heart. A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.